1: It's Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, Mead is a bougie little bitch. Plus, does data from Star Trek love being raped? Alex Jones is back to warn us about the cancerous crystals in our body. And finding photos of your dad wearing lingerie and covered in poop. You're a plus-size gal with large breasts in the front, but what about all that unsightly loose back fat? You've tried pushing it, smoothing it, combing it, and spreading it. Tight clothes just make your flesh rolls peek out from the edges, and loose clothes make you look like a grandmother. You need the Tit Flip, the revolutionary back shaping system that gives you perfect looking faux breasts. On your flip side, face it, men love chests, and with the Tit Flip, you're doubling your appeal. Now, whether they're hitting you from the front or behind, men will always have something to play with while nailing you. Utilizing a patent-pending fat containment and pressure molding system, the Tip Flip kneads, pushes, pulls, and collects all of your loose, disgusting back fat and then forms them into luscious-looking mounds of bits or back tits. Order right now and you'll also receive a sample pack of stick-on areolas to complete your Tip Flip look. So, what are you waiting for? Flip that fat into fantastic looking breasts with the tip flip. It's The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson.
2: Timothy James Henson. Oh, my hands while I poop. Lesbo. That really gave me tranny baby fever. Homosexist. to She is a fat cunt. All right, we are
1: finally back, ready to get started with a new week of programs. Uh, my name is Tim Henson. Thank you so much for joining me. As I mentioned late last week, I was planning on visiting my mom up in Ashtabula this weekend, and that's kind of why... Uh, there was a best of show yesterday. Got home late on Sunday. You know the deal, right? So now everything's just sort of pushed back a day. We're doing a, a program for everyone here today. And and then tomorrow, you know, on Wednesday, we'll do a sideshow exclusive podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I headed up to uh, Ashtabula, which is like a five and a half hour drive. And I got to see my mom and my brother and my sister. And, you know, it's been well over a year. I saw them last Uh, Christmas of 2019, but well over uh, a year and a half. And, you know, after not seeing them for so long and finally getting to be with them, um, this feeling kind of washed over me. And I thought to myself, oh my God, a phone call really does accomplish the same thing. I don't need to see these people. I've already been around them enough in my life. I remember what they look like. I get the general gist of what it's like to be around them. And it's not that great. They're not good people. Nothing's happening with them. I asked my mom, so what's new? And she said, same old, same old. I'm like, it's been two years, bitch. Nothing's happened. You you didn't even like switch fabric softener. Nothing. Give me something here. As far as I can tell, the only thing that has changed with my mother in the past year and nine months is (laughs) she's now drinking flavored water with electrolytes. The one thing that she was very excited to tell me. Oh, it's so good. I love lemon with my water. He kept saying that. She was like drinking bottles of lemon water. And then we went out to a restaurant and she made sure to make a big deal about uh, getting lemon in her water. Then it was, she was asking me if I like that. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, it was awesome to see my mom and my sister and my brother. My sister uh, invited us over and we all had a dinner. She, she made dinner for us. It was great catching up with them, seeing my nieces had a had a great time. There was a weird moment. My brother was telling me a bunch of uh, funny stories about him and his various cars that he had. He was telling me about, you know, growing up and the shitty cars that uh, he purchased. And my mom piped up and uh, she said uh, she kind of interrupted the conversation and was like, guys, I don't know if I should tell you this or not. I don't want to worry you, which is the worst thing you can tell someone That, that immediately gets them to worry. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, my mom's been wanting to say something and she's been debating on whether uh, whether or not to say it. And this, you know, she's breaking into the conversation to tell us she's fucking dying of brain cancer or something. And she proceeds to say, uh, well, back when your father was alive, when we were younger, we were driving on Tannery Hill, which is like a road that's, you know, a, a, a steep hill. And, uh, we, I was there in the passenger side and your dad was driving and we had a couple of our friends in the back seat. And as your father was driving, he lost control of the car and hit a tree. And that was all she initially said about it. And my brother and I were looking at her like, uh, did someone die? And she said, uh, no, we were all fine, but we had to, uh, take the back roads home, go real slow. And I'm like, why did you say at the beginning for us not to worry and that you weren't sure if you should say anything? Was this a way of, like, building up drama or suspense for the story? And she said, no, I didn't want to upset you guys. And I, I was like, Mom, first of all, this took place before either of us. My brother and me were born. This was when they were, like, 19 or 20 years old. We know how the story ends. You both survived the crash because you went on to to procreate, right? To get married and have sex and make us. So we, we know that you and dad were fine. And then she said, well, at the time he hit his head on the steering wheel and he was out for a few seconds. And, uh, and then I, again, I was like, even so doesn't change the fact that ultimately he was fine. And then was able to continue living his life, as were you. I mean, it's great that you're telling the story. It's interesting you guys got in an accident and he passed out or whatever. But you didn't have to say, you you don't have to be afraid to tell us. I guess it would be upsetting if it happened, like, in present time. But this happened in, like, 1957. My sister made an interesting observation or question. She, she said, why did... You guys have to take the back roads then. You said that you, d- you drove home taking the back roads. Was the car messed up? And my mom said, no. I mean, it had a big den in the front, but it was drivable. But uh, your, your your father didn't want to worry anyone. He was driving on the on the main street. And we're like, mom, he was drunk. That's why he lost control of the car. He didn't want a cop to see that his car was all mangled and pull him over. That's the most interesting part of the story. And she didn't even know it. We had to inform her that her husband at the time was under the influence and was a raging alcoholic news flash. Uh, I also got a chance as I was uh, driving back down to Cincinnati. I got to stop and see my uh, my good friend Joe, who used to uh, kind of co-host the show many, many, many years ago during like the first incarnation of Distorted View back in the early night or late 90s. And occasionally he would pop up in some of the videos That I used to do And uh, even the podcast He was Jonetta Remember he wanted to raise money To go fuck a guy in California And uh, He said if uh, he was able to raise the money He would wear a jockstrap And perform a Tonetta song An original I think my sex life's in a rut.
2: No one wants to poke my butt I need your cock up in my ass Maybe tonight at Pizza Hut Random comment about wet puss Sloppy fucking a wet puss
0: Lots of talk about my cock, boss Though I clearly do not want wet puss There
2: are no kinks I do not like my balls
3: up to my bike another line that doesn't rhyme at all girly dancing Mike freaky,
2: freaky 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 drag queen
3: sweaty 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 drag
2: queen yeah
1: freaky, freaky, joe freaky, thought tonetta was a drag queen he kind of is you know because he dresses up like a woman but I I think that song really uh embodies what Tonetta is all about. Anyway, he's living in Ohio somewhere at an undisclosed location, and I was able to uh to visit him. There's kind of a funny story about Joe, too. My sister follows Joe on Twitter. Joey and my sister, of course, known each other forever because we were Joe and I are childhood friends. My sister loves Joey. Uh, but she said that she had to unfollow him because. Hardcore gay porn kept showing up on her Twitter feed. Like extreme gay porn.
3: Extreme!
1: My sister's youngest girl doesn't have a phone of her own. So she always wants to use my sisters to get on TikTok or what or Twitter, apparently. <laughs> my sister's like, oh my god, I can't have my little girl looking at hardcore gay SM fisting. Remember that, that slave guy, Norm, who's got, like, a tattoo of a bra on his tits and the word, like, faggot tattooed on his forehead? Like it was stuff like that. And Joey wasn't, like, uh, replying or retweeting this stuff. He was just liking it, giving them little hearts. Like, I like that content. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I brought this up to Joey when we went out to, uh, to have lunch, and he flipped the fuck out. He had no idea that other people would see what he's been liking. Like, it would show up on my sister's feed, and, like, Joe liked this tweet. And then it would sh- display the tweet or video within the tweet. So on my sister's timeline, it was just cluttered with, you know, gay fisting porn. Joe flipped out. A good chunk of our lunch date was him on his phone going through his followers and going, Oh my God, <laughs> like just, this is my aunt. My, he, didn't, he didn't even know who was following him on Twitter. He's like, my aunt is following me. But my coworker is following me. How do I delete these people? I was trying to help him out, like give him suggestions. Like, you know, you don't have to heart. You don't have to like the, tu- the tweets. You can just view it. But he said, uh, I like to give out hearts. It's like tipping. Let's the people know they did a good job. I'm like okay, uh, so then I suggested make it just make a second account, kind of like how Distorted View has the at extreme dv account. When I you know when I want to post something really fucking nasty, that way everyone can follow me at Distorted View and not worry about a bunch of porn and weird shit popping up on their feed. But should you not mind? seeing that stuff then you can also follow at extreme dv
2: extreme
1: so i, I don't know if he's going to take my advice but he was very freaked out at the fact that people could see what he's been liking you're into weird shit so that was my weekend it was uh, fun glad to be back though ashtabula is a fucking disaster <laughs> turning into a ghost town i can't believe the ashtabula mall is still open I mean, it's technically open. 90% of the mall is vacant, I would say. There's only one, like, national chain store that's still in the mall. I don't know how this fucking store is hanging on. Bath and Body Works. They deserve a round of applause or some sort of recognition by the county of Ashtabula. They have to be operating at a loss. I don't know how that place is open. The All the rest of the stores in the mall are, like, local stores that you've never heard of it's like deb's gifts there was a new store added to the mall since i last uh, was was up there and it is a uh, gun and ammo store which is very on brand for ashtabula uh so there, there's not a lot to do and ashtabula it was great to see my family but you know after i did that it was a lot of uh laying around and watching TikTok videos where I learned a new bizarre sex term. Actually, this type of bizarre sex term is very annoying because there are multiple definitions and they're all wildly different. So in this TikTok video, a guy was explaining that uh, he had received a shepherd's pie from a one-night stand. I had never heard the term shepherd's pie, so I turned to the Urban Dictionary. What an invaluable resource that is. I hope they receive some federal funding or something. They deserve it. So here are some definitions of shepherd's pie. It's when you take a load in your ass from an Irishman or redheaded male... And see, honestly, I don't even know if the, the TikTok guy was gay or straight, if the person giving or receiving the shepherd's pie was the male or female. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Another definition is uh, a, a shepherd's pie is a type of blowjob where you actually put at least uh, one of the balls in your mouth while sucking dick. Basically, you're putting the meat and the potatoes in your mouth, meat and potatoes like a shepherd's pie. I I think that's my favorite shepherd's pie definition shepherd's pie could also mean the now clearly visible vaginal opening of a freshly shorn sheep or um eastern european woman
2: <laughs>
1: yes if the eastern european woman has freshly shaved her pussy uh, you know a previously very bushy hairy pussy because she's eastern european that is considered a shepherd's pie Or, after penetrating a young lady's hymen, the alpha male then clubs her over the head, rendering her unconscious. He then proceeds to wipe the blood from her ruptured hymen through the crease of her hindquarter, vomits into it, defecates it, ejaculates upon it, fucks it, jizzes again, and then shares it with her when she regains consciousness. That's um, the sixth definition of a shepherd's pie. But we're not done yet. It could also refer to the act of performing oral sex on a female sheep. That's a shepherd's pie, too. Then, of course, there's the shepherd's pie where the woman covers a man's anus. I'm sorry. What's that? Okay, we're getting some breaking news right now. The president of the United States has an important announcement. We now go live to the White House.
4: Hello. If you are watching this, I regret to inform you that your husband is dead.
1: Oh, God! No! Oh, God. The
4: father of your children will not be coming home tonight. No! He has fallen in the line of duty, Uh. serving his empress with honor and courage. This afternoon, the server hosting my website that he was stationed at
1: <laughs> Fucking Gabrielle Jana. Delusional bitch. <laughs> she has soldiers outside of the physical servers that host her stupid website. Was
4: attacked with Lori McBride's new cocky bomb. Oh. Your husband heroically stayed behind.
1: That means he was covered in Jesuit semen, basically.
4: To copy all my files to the backup server so that the world would not be deprived of my website.
1: Her website really is a national treasure. Uh, It can be found at GabrielleChanna.blog. I don't think I've ever really did a deep dive, but uh, I surfed on over there after hearing about this uh, new cocky attack on the servers. And I was interested to find that there's an article entitled Brent Spiner's Rape. Obviously, Laurie McBride was the one doing the raping. But what is really interesting is that there is a YouTube video associated with this post. And in it, Gabrielle Channa confronts Lori McBride. I don't think we've ever heard from Lori McBride before. It's kind of hard to hear because there's loud music playing in the background. But you can very clearly hear these two ladies uh, going at it with one another. At the very start of the video here, uh, Gabrielle is... Telling Lori McBride What Brent told her he got
2: I mean, You know what he told
4: me He told me when he woke up You caressed his head Like
1: you didn't even try to kill him And he said he, he thought you were a ghoul <laughs> Yeah that's after she raped him Drugged him and raped him
2: That's what he told you Yeah some sex you had man You tried to kill him And you said you haven't had no, and You tried to murder him He loves being raped And he loves to rape me
1: no, they rape each other.
4: No, that isn't... I, I don't believe that at all.
1: Huh? Laurie McBride is a ghoul. You are an anti-Semitic, Jesuit, and Red is Jewish. And why in the world would he want to go to bed? Because of
2: Brett...
4: If it's
2: uh, like you, and she doesn't
1: persecute me for my religion, he believes that I my life. The video, the, the audio craps out a lot, but you get the idea. These two ladies do not like one another. I mean, there's a literal war between these two. New cocky bombs are being dropped. How many innocent lives do we have to lose before this madness stops? Hey, speaking of uh, losing innocent lives and uh, crazy people, I guess, I've got a clip here from Alex Jones. There's a name we haven't heard from in a while because he's kind of been banned from every platform. This might give you an indication why, why he's been banned from a lot of these platforms. Uh, He's talking about uh, a bunch of calls he's been receiving recently.
0: And they're all calling in as medical doctors and scientists and healthcare workers and health department workers about people dying and having heart attacks and having strokes after they take these so-called vaccines that aren't vaccines.
1: Guys, how many vaccines have been administered around the world? I did a quick Google search and it says 3.64 billion. Don't you think if there was really an issue, like a widespread issue concerning these vaccines where like people were growing fucking tails or dropping dead, That would be kind of hard to hide when 3.64 billion people, like half the population of the world has gotten at least one shot of this vaccine. So why is it only people like Alex Jones are talking about this?
0: How it's causing people to get cancer within weeks of taking the shot right where they take the injection.
1: Well, there has been a huge uptick in cases of upper arm cancer. We've all been reading stories about that, right? Oh, Alex Jones, how I've missed you.
0: And getting lymphatic cancer. This is just apocalyptic. I'm tempted to start doing marathon shows. Oh,
1: you mean those marathon shows where you try to solicit donations. Yeah, I bet you can't wait to do some marathon shows. By the way, Alex Jones has been spouting about the apocalypse. Everything has is been the apocalypse for the past 10 years with Alex Jones. Obama is going to bring on the apocalypse. Hillary,
0: military exercises in Texas, where we just open the phones up for 24 hours and take the calls so the world can hear what's going on. This is not a vaccine. It is a soft-kill weapon that causes cancer instantly, basically, and grows prion crystals like mad cow disease, spongiform encephalopathy <laughs> inside the body. We've got. I'm made of crystals
1: now. Kills you almost instantly again. 3.6 billion people have taken this thing.
0: Medical science saying it does that. And top scientists warning. The globalists hit us. America and the world woke up. The globalists struck back with a weapon. They didn't do it through a the military. They didn't do the medical system through the UN. Find all our videos and our live coverage at freeworldnews.tv. That's the URL they're not censoring right now. Freeworldnews.tv. You've got to warn the world.
1: Well, I kind of feel like I did my part. I spread Alex Jones's good message. TV is part of the problem. Ting. Real quick, I gotta mention this before we get into the news. I'll try not to spend too much time on it, but Mead Skeleton is back with a new vlog, and boy, he knows how to trigger me, man. I feel like he's making these videos just for me. In this new video, Mead is going to list some of his pet peeves, and like. Ten seconds into the video, I, I, I have I found myself saying, what the hell is he trying to say here?
3: We're going to be discussing a few of my dislikes, my pet peeves. I know we all have them, right? Of course, I have very few of them because I'm not from New York. But like, that's
1: an anti-Semitic statement, right? He's talking about Jews here, I think. You know how the Jews complain about everything, the Jews in New York City? He makes a whole video that contains, I don't know, seven or eight or nine of his uh, pet peeves. But then, at the beginning, he has the audacity to say, I don't have a lot of pet peeves because I'm not from New York. What the fuck? I guess maybe maybe it's not anti-Semitic. I mean, New Yorkers complain about a lot of shit. Maybe It's kind of a well-known thing that New Yorkers are bitchy. I, maybe I'll give me the benefit of the doubt
3: here. The first thing... Um... And in no particular order, um, I just hate it when places don't take American Express. Now, you know how it is? What? me?
1: I guarantee you, Mead does not have an American Express card. There's no, I will shoot myself in the head if, if Mead produces a, an American Express card. I have a hard time believing, quite frankly, Mead has any credit card, maybe a debit card. What are those cards that Steve Harvey gives out on Family Feud to the losing team? They're like, the green dot card. Those like reloadable cards. That's what I envision in Mead's wallet. No Capital One cards. Uh I in a previous video, Mead even said, I guess at some point maybe he had uh, credit cards and got into like seven or eight thousand dollars in debt because he he doesn't have a job and he can't pay his bill and
3: express
1: is he just saying like he doesn't like establishments that don't accept american express what an uppity
3: cunt this guy is I just hate it when places don't take american express now you know how it is when you're ready to pay for something and again getting, getting out your father's american express car oh there it is Authors of American. How embarrassed?
1: You should be embarrassed for making this video, Mead. You're fucking 40-plus years old, and you're talking about use- having to use your dad's credit card. Not only... Do you have to use the credit card? You're mad at the establishment because they
3: don't accept the card your dad carries. And the person says, I'm sorry, we don't take American Express. Well, that just really annoys me because first of all, it means that I, uh, well, my dad has really good credit. It takes really good credit to have American Express. And it's like he's bragging about this, but Meade himself has shitty credits. Uh, shaft to all the upstanding citizens who have good credit. But y'all are just too lazy to pay for the 1.3 percent processing fee. That's what it boils down to. You're just too lazy and it makes it inconvenient for me because I have to get another. Credit. That's not a case of being
1: lazy. That's a case of the merchant not wanting to pay the additional fees
3: because maybe because they can maybe you know maybe they don't make a lot of money it's inconvenient for me because I have to get another credit card and I just really it's
1: inconvenient for me because then I have to ask my daddy for a different credit card. Like, why not say what you what?
3: What really is happening here, me? I hate that. I hate that so much. And it's funny how they'll accept uh, thug credit cards like Discover, but they won't take American Express. What's up with that? So that's something I just can't stand. When places will not take American Express, <laughs> I will not do business with them. Bye. <laughs> Y'all can take all your visas and your Mastercards and all that, uh, but I won't be doing business with you anymore, you American Express haters. God, he is so weird.
1: He's infuriating, isn't he? Mead, love that guy. Uh, you know what? Uh, maybe we'll save the rest of his pet peeves for another day, because we got to get into the crazy, bizarre twist of fucked right
2: up news. <laughs>
1: If you like Distorted View Daily, please consider stepping right up to the Sideshow, DBS member site, where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this for well over 16 years. There are thousands of past programs in the archives for you to listen to, and you gain access to every single one of them when you sign up. More importantly, every week we do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts, typically on Tuesday and Thursday, but since everything is sort of pushed back a day, Uh, Tomorrow, we'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive podcast. So it's a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards, including American Express. And you know what? Discover. Discover (laughs) is accepted as well. Uh, again superfreaksideshow.com oh paypal's accepted uh as well okay if you want to go that route other ways to support the program we've got a patreon account patreon.com slash distorted view you can pledge as little as a dollar over there every little bit helps thank you so much to my patrons and you sideshow freaks you are the reason this show continues three very quick stories now first up Oh man, this one popped up over the weekend And I was like, holy shit This is the greatest Distorted View news story I can't wait to get back on Monday And report on this I mean, it does involve the death of a small child So I guess that's Supposedly sad But for us heartless bitches I I was very excited I was Enthused to read this news story
2: I'm so enthused yeah.
1: All right. After six and a half hours of deliberation, a Colorado jury on Friday found Mark Redwine guilty of second degree murder for killing his 13 year old son, Dylan. Why did he kill his boy? Well, uh, the father flew into a fit of rage after the boy (laughs) found photos of Redwine wearing a red bra And eating feces from a diaper.
2: Yes! Yes!
3: Yes! Yes! Yes!
2: I think we've done it, freaks.
1: After 16-plus years, this is the greatest news story that has ever been and will ever be reported on. It doesn't get any more DV-worthy than this. I'm considering ending the show after today. oh man all right let's read on here let me read that last sentence again uh he murdered his 13 year old son dylan in a fit of rage after the boy found photos of red wine wearing a red bra and eating feces from a diaper i wonder if we featured this guy on dv red wine appeared next to his lawyers in court friday wearing a black shirt and a red bra underneath maybe uh and a gray tie but no jacket and no bra he awaited the verdict with his hands folded and showed no emotion as it was read out his lawyers john moraine and justin bogan did not immediately respond to a request for comment on friday red wine's trial on murder and child abuse charges Do you guys think the child abuse charge was really necessary murdering a child is child abuse but more importantly, it's murder, right? I mean, that's the big charge. I think, like, the child abuse thing, it's like punishing him for the same crime, basically. Unless he did something else to the kid. Red Wine's trial on murder and child abuse charges began in mid-June after years of delays and two mistrials. How am I just now hearing about this case? Someone really should have brought this to my attention. Alright, uh, Dylan Redwine was last seen alive on November 18th, 2012. He had arrived in Durango, Colorado, for a court-ordered visit with his father amid a contentious court battle between Mark and his ex-wife Elaine. I wonder why that relationship didn't work out. Well, I noticed my bras kept coming up missing, and whenever I'd kiss my husband, he would have the worst breath. I put two and two together when I found shit streaks on my bra dylan and mark age 59 had argued and fought the last time the boy was there Uh, dylan didn't want to stay with mark and asked a friend if he could sleep over at his house a request that was denied by mark that evening dylan made plans to meet a friend the next day uh he never showed up mark Redwine, 59 reported dylan missing but investigators didn't buy that Quote, Dylan Redwine's blood was found in multiple locations on Mark Redwine's living room, including the couch, the floor, the front of the couch, the corner of the coffee table, on the floor beneath a rug, and a love Just blood everywhere. This guy, Mark Redwine, is just sloppy. He likes things messy. Couldn't clean up the blood from the murder of his son, and you know what he does with shit. Just all dirty, dirty sloppy. DNA testing showed that Dylan Redwine was the source of the blood on the love seat and could not be eliminated as a contributor to the mixture found in the blood on the couch, the floors, the corner of the coffee table, etc., etc. Redwine's girlfriend at the time explained this by claiming Dylan had cut his finger and bled in the living room. Then he disappeared good save girlfriend in june 2013 a cadaver dog located dylan's partial remains off of an atv trail less than 10 miles from mark's home like this is all well and good and whatever but i I would really like to know more about the brawn feces that's why i'm here a sniffer dog also picked up the presence of cadaver scent in various locations in the home two years passed before dylan's skull was discovered by hikers about uh, one and a half miles from where the rest of his remains were found. Mark's defense team contended that Dylan was likely attacked by a bear or a mountain lion. That poor kid had the worst luck. Mark Redwine was seen driving an ATV down the same road where Dylan's remains would be discovered just days before a search party was due to look for the body. Uh, Forensic examinations found blunt force trauma to Dylan's skull. It could be from a bear paw as well as a fracture above the boy's left eye. Injuries experts testified likely were inflicted by another human, not an animal. Maybe one of them circus bears. You know, the ones that can like pick up stuff like chairs and I don't know, anything's possible. The indictment said that Mark had previously reacted violently when Dylan's older brother, Corey, challenged Redwine about compromising photos in early 2012. Yes, let's talk about those compromising photos. The filing also cited a police interview with Redwine's ex-wife, Betsy, who said Redwine had told her that if he ever had to get rid of a body, he would leave it out in the mountains. And that's, you know, kind of where he left the bo- the body. This guy is a horrible criminal. At the time of the search, Mark hadn't been particularly interested in helping searchers look for Dylan's body. Dylan's half-brother testified, I figured Mark knows something. I didn't know what he knew. I didn't know how he knew it. But he he knew something. Again, uh, Dylan reportedly confronted his father about those pictures prior to the killing. Quote, I've seen the photos, Dylan's older brother Corey said in 2017. It shows him wearing women's clothing and makeup. Oh, nice, pretty girl. And a diaper. Oh, and then eating his feces from the diaper. It was disgusting. We couldn't believe it. Grow up, kids. That's what adults do sometimes. And you would know that if you listened to Distorted View daily. This podcast could have saved your life. You would have been exposed to this stuff. You wouldn't have been so judgy-judgy when it comes to your father. He wouldn't have flipped out as hard, and you would probably still be alive today. The of View saves lives. All right, second story we have for you today. A Craigslist ad seeking a wedding date for a future bride's mother-in-law offered a whopping $1,000. And to be fair, it's not so much a date as it is uh, like you're babysitting the mother-in-law. You're really just making sure she doesn't get out of line and ruin the whole fucking day for the bride. All right. uh, Yes, a Craigslist ad seeks a wedding date for a future bride's mother-in-law. They're offering $1,000. The ad titled Wedding Date Wanted for Mother-in-Law was posted on July 11th to the Hudson Valley Craigslist. The ad said it was looking for someone available for an August wedding over there in the Hudson Valley. Quote, she needs constant attention and supervision. She will probably wear white and try to escalate small dramas. Your job is simply to distract and de-escalate. Basically just flatter her for two days straight and you make an easy $1,000. The ad included a list of qualifications needed for the job including that the date must be a conversationalist, a good dancer, and he has uh, his own suit to wear. It added that the date must be able to pretend you happen to be a guest interested in sitting slash dancing with the mother-in-law. You got to come up with that, like a backstory, something believable. You got to be a good bullshitter, basically, and experience with narcissists a plus. Oh, any of you listeners would be well-equipped to handle this woman. We have featured so many narcissistic parents. You know how to deal with them. What do you freaks should really respond to that uh, Craigslist ad. If you live nearby, make a quick $1,000. Here's another narcissistic mother.
2: Please. You threatened my girlfriend. Oh, please. The slut, the horse.
1: Please. <laughs> I think we've played this one before. <laughs>
2: Listen. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do anything. Oh, what are you going to do to me, Matthew? What are you going to do to me? What are you going to do to me? Threaten the whore? The whore? The whore, whore, whore? Do I have to say it again? She's a whore?
0: Listen.
2: I told you, if she fucking dares to talk to my granddaughter about me, she's dead.
1: <laughs> okay, that's enough. Hey, in addition to the $1,000, the ad said the date would be uh, provided with food, nice, travel expenses, conversation topics, background information, <laughs> and a hotel room. Not a bad deal. Please send a photo of yourself with a quick blurb indicating your interests qualifications. We'll also need to be able to be okay with us running a background check on you just for safety's sake. Uh, recently other brides have landed in the news for their wedding requests and stipulations back in june a bride on tiktok said she received criticism for cutting down wedding costs by using fake flowers and forgoing a traditional cake uh, what a bitch this month another bride on tiktok uh, made waves after asking her bridesmaids to pay 500 dollars towards a bachelorette party and i think we read about this one uh, an rsvp invitation that allegedly offered wedding guests better food based on how expensive their gift was. Lots of bitchy brides out there, bridezillas. Final story we have for you today, it's a short one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. What's more Florida than alligators? Not many things. Florida and alligators are synonymous with one another. The only thing that could be possibly more Florida is Florida man. Let's combine the two. Yes, a Florida man has thrown a live gator, not off of a building roof, but onto a building roof. He stole the alligator from a mini golf course. That's like a whole other Florida story, right? That there's like live alligators just roaming around like putt-putt golf courses. That adds a whole new level of challenge to those things. Anyway, he stole the alligator from a a mini golf course and uh, he threw the gator onto a roof of a beachside cocktail lounge. Why? Well, he told officers he was trying to teach the alligator a lesson, naturally. The 32-year-old man was arrested early Thursday when Daytona Beach Shore's police officers spotted him attempting to throw the gator onto the roof of a cocktail lounge located just off of Highway A1A. The officers then saw the man take the alligator by its tail, hit it against the awning of the building, throw it to the ground, and then stomp on it twice. man from Homestead, Florida, ironically, he's homeless. Uh, I don't know if that's true. The man from Homestead, Florida, was taken into custody and charged with possession and injury of an alligator, plus unarmed burglary of an unoccupied dwelling, and theft and criminal mischief. The man told officers that he stole the gator from an enclosure at a nearby miniature golf course. An online court docket shows no attorney for the man who remained in jail as of Friday morning. So there you go. That is what's happening in Florida and your world today. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. I love to hear from you freaks and there are many ways to contact the show show at distortedview.com that's my email address i'm all over social media at distorted view on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash distorted view show yada 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 you know all the ways to contact me don't forget if you uh, pledge at least five dollars to our patreon account you'll get access to a special voicemail line where i will play your calls first and I do have some calls I want to share with you. Uh, some patrons ringing up that line. Hey, Timmy Boo, Johnny Labs, Just calling in to piggyback off the idea that that caller had about dinner days with Timmy Boo. Um, I'm just saying you could, like, do a raffle once a month. You know, a, a dollar entry. Yeah. At first, I really hated that idea. And I was thinking about it this week. And I thought it might actually be fun. Because I could record it, you know, it's, it'll be additional content for the show, right? And it's easy. All I have to do is eat and talk with a listener while they eat.
0: I mean, it literally costs nothing on your end; Like, it costs zero
1: energy from you. Yeah. Just to insult- And I get to do what I love. I mean, not the podcast. I don't love doing that. Eating. I'm talking about eating, of course. Skype or Facebook Messenger and just FaceTime with someone through dinner. Like, yeah. That's an easy ass money maker right there. I would definitely do that. That, Timmy Boo mukbangs with the listeners sounds like the easiest one. Anyway, then keep up the great work and say hi to Mama Henson for all of us. Oh yes, yeah. well I did. She's doing very good, uh, which was I was happy to see. I was afraid, you know, I haven't seen her for a year and a half. I thought she was going to get like look a lot different, like super super old. You know what I mean? But she looks just as I remember her. Although, you know, she's starting to slow down. With the walking, she was going to a, uh, my, my sister was taking her to a um, Erie, Pennsylvania to do some shopping at the mall. And my mom was like, well, I can only go to one or two stores before, you know, I got to, you know, I, I get too tired walking around. Can't be walking throughout the mall. So I brought her a, uh, one of those. Have you ever got, have you guys ever seen these? It, it, what they are that really are like a cubicle exercise thing. It's just to keep your legs moving, and it was designed, I think, for people in offices. And it looks like it looks like bicycle pedals, basically. But you, it, they're on the floor, and so when you're sitting at your desk at the office, you can be uh, like moving your, like, bicycling in position, almost, it's just like this little like floor thing, and uh, with pedals. And I, did I explain that properly? I just keep saying the same thing over, over and over again. It's on the floor. It's got pedals. It's pedals, and it's on the floor. But my mom doesn't walk or do much of anything anymore, right? Because she's just in the house. And I keep telling her to walk around her apartment, you know, complex or whatever. But she doesn't want to do that. So uh, she's very excited about this this thing that I got her just to get her legs moving. I'm like, you can be sitting down watching TV like you like to do or playing on your phone or tablet or whatever. And you can just be, you know, using this thing, get a little bit of movement. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I just, need you know, just got to keep her active.
0: Hey, Tim Haley's comment, calling up to comment very
1: quickly on Alexis K. Tyler's apparent obsession with uh, Stephen King. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think Alexis posted some stuff over the week, and I haven't gotten a chance to uh, review it yet for the podcast. You may be hearing more from Alexis in the coming days. I, I, I think someone should advise her to tread carefully. Remember... Stephen
2: King, when he was hit by a van and nearly killed, the guy who was driving the van and nearly killed Stephen King went on to die on Stephen King's birthday.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't uh, fuck with Stephen King. I, I'm not saying King is in touch with, with malevolent supernatural forces. Yeah, she could be onto something. But I would not be surprised
2: if he was. And if he is... I think he's a bit out oh, of Alexis's
1: league. We should tell that to Alexis K. Tyler. I wonder if she knows that whole story. That might just freak her the fuck out.
2: Hey Tim, hey ah. Um I'm calling to tell you I love you. No, actually, I'm calling because um, people have uh, really came out in full force and have donated a lot of money. Um, All
1: right, the- Timmy's getting a Cadillac for his birthday.
2: Buzz and one of those
1: really pink. Mary Kay Cadillac. I thank
2: you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I know Tim does too. Of
1: course I do. Of course I appreciate every one of my listeners, whether you can donate money or not, but especially the people who can donate money and make my birthday very special. And by the way, just because Love Lady Cat Lady is calling in to say you freaks have come through doesn't mean to stop coming through. (laughs) If you are considering donating for my birthday, feel free to contact love lady cat lady and fork over cash she's very trustworthy by the way i know it's weird to go through like someone you don't know and give them money for someone else and it's weird to even be talking about it on the show i feel like i should not be organizing this at all i should just be surprised like oh my
2: god you guys
1: got me something but you know i gotta put the work in if i want if i want to see some presents
2: uh i am working on his birthday card and if you would like me to write something or just sign your name or even draw a little doodle on the card, even though I'm drawing the card anyway, um, uh, just, you know, either on Twitter, uh, Gmail or Discord, contact me.
1: Yes, by the way, for the last few days, I've had Love Lady Cat Ladies information on our show notes, and I will continue that today. You know
2: how. I, I don't shut the fuck up about it. Thank also, you. Also, uh, yeah, Tim the uh, Jackbox. Um, if you come in, I guarantee you uh, we can just add everybody with the tag DV Gaming Night, and people will show the fuck up. Especially Yeah, this
1: was on Friday, and Love Lady Cat Lady invited me this past weekend to do some Jackbox party games, uh, but unfortunately I was in Ashtabula. Uh, that was the day that my sister had the little uh, dinner for us all, so I didn't get home till late, so I apologize for that. Hope you guys had fun, but I definitely will partake. In an upcoming Jackbox party game night. Be happy to. It'd be fun to hang out with you freaks. Uh, if you're not a member of the Discord yet, the, the links on the main navigation bar over there at distortiveview.com. It's in big letters Discord. Just click it, and then you'll be whisked away to the chat room. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206 666 4463. That's two zero six six six. Oh
2: God! Is it? Oh God! Threaten the whore. The whore. The whore whore whore. Let's say it again. She's a whore. Brother
1: Distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow for the Wednesday show. If and only if you're sideshow members. Yes. It'll be a sideshow exclusive one tomorrow, so it's a great time to sign up. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Thursday. Until then, have a great
2: day. Bye, everybody. dot net